Christmas is a time of stories. Stories we tell about ourselves. We tell stories of childhood, sometimes exaggerated, which become stories of wonderment and joy, of happiness and laughter. We tell stories of moving into adulthood, perhaps into parenthood, and of seeing that wonder now expressed in children's eyes. But also, sometimes, stories of a sense fleeting, or perhaps not so fleeting, of something changing. As we gather as family or friends, we tell stories with laughter of the slightly drunken uncle or the embarrassing family friend, or when the meal got burned or the wine got spilled, or stories of when we did something really funny or something really dumb, or stories of anticipation of presence, the thrill of getting what we wanted but never dared to hope for, and the stories of the annual disappointment of another ill-fitting sweater. We tell stories of singing carols and of it snowing so much more than it can ever have done. And particularly as we get older, we tell stories with fondness, sometimes tinged with sadness, of those who once were with us at Christmas, but now no longer are. But we may also tell stories of the discussions that became arguments, and the arguments that became irreparable divisions, generating family poison not magic. Stories of promises made but unfulfilled, of potential glimpsed but never quite achieved. And for some, the story that is told is that they're not, and perhaps never was, any family or friends, and Christmas is like standing out in the cold, or for that matter being on Facebook or Instagram, and looking in on a joyous scene so unattainable so curated, that it might be a million miles away. Because it is at Christmas that we see all our humanity, good and bad, sad and happy, embarrassing and uplifting, mean and generous, with so, so much more intensity. But these are human stories. What about God? What about God's story? What about, to use that slightly intimidating phrase, the incarnation of our Lord? Well, here's the funny thing. In fact, God's story at Christmas is a profoundly human story because God's story at Christmas is about our story. For obvious reasons, we tend to focus on Jesus' public ministry, death and resurrection, on the last three years of his earthly life. But Jesus wasn't just born to die. Jesus was born to live before he died. The God who made us and loves us, he wanted to understand how we tick, what makes us go, what it feels like to be us. Not perfect, but imperfect not eternal but mortal, capable of hurting and of being hurt. And he wanted to understand what joy and sadness meant in the midst of that imperfection, mortality, and pain. What it means to be loved and what it means to love. What it means to be tempted and what it means to withstand temptation. What it means to be adored and what it means to be scorned. 
what it means to hope, and what it means to despair. He wanted to understand that sense of time, of past and future, the excitement of the unknown, of what's to come, and the sweet nostalgia of things left behind and things moved on from, what it means to laugh, and what it means to cry. Before he died for us, our God wanted to understand all this, to understand, to feel what we were, to understand what were these creatures and the lives they led and what made them, made us, worth dying on a cross for. So I want to tell you two more Christmas stories. The first is almost unimaginably small and it's about how God became part of our story. And the second is almost unimaginably large and it's about how, starting on Christmas Day, we became part of God's story. Let's look first at how God became part of our story, because crucial to understanding this story is realizing that God didn't just want to look at us more closely and try to understand us more deeply. He actually wanted to become us, fully divine to be sure but also fully human. We know the story of Jesus' birth, the physical details that we heard today in Luke's Gospel of mangers and stables and shepherds and swaddling clothes. For the Son of God, that's already pretty small. But I want to take it much smaller still, to point zero zero four of an inch in diameter, to be precise, which is the beginning of every human life. Because here's the essential truth. God came into the world, became a human being the same way we all did, through a single human cell. Put aside for a moment the religious language. Put aside every beautiful Madonna and child that you've ever seen. And think about this. God, whom we acknowledge Sunday by Sunday as the maker of all things, himself became made, became incarnate, to use that term again, inside another human being, inside his mother Mary. Jesus the Son, the second person of the Trinity, the Savior of the world, started from something almost unimaginably small. God loved us, still loves us, so much that he didn't appear with a blinding flash, riding in on clouds of glory, surrounded by 10,000 times 10,000 of the heavenly host. He was born as a normal human baby in order that he might share our life from the beginning. In that action, that Christmas day, our story became God's story. And what about the second Christmas story, that unimaginably large one, where we become part of God's story? Well, it starts from exactly the same place. That's that baby that became the man that became Jesus. But in this Christmas story, that single human ensures that the entirety of humanity's story becomes part of God's story. 
Think now of the birth, life, and death of Jesus as being a pebble dropping into a still pond. The ripples radiate, radiate out from where the pebble drops, backwards and forwards, up and down. And when the ripples reach the edge of the pond, they then reflect back, interacting with other ripples likewise reflected, and the pond is changed, in our case forever, by that single pebble. In this story, if the pebble is Jesus, then the pond is human history, the world from its beginning to its end. Jesus, the Son of God, this one historical man, changes the entirety of human history going forwards and going backwards to the beginning and the end of time, fulfilling his old covenant and making a new one. But not just forwards and backwards, because in a sense, the effect of that single pebble of Jesus also ripple upwards and downwards to heaven and to hell. In his death, Jesus redeems our sins. But in the life he lived, with us and among us, Jesus brought us, brings us, closer to God. To an understanding that to be in relationship with God is to draw close to heaven. And that not to be in relationship with God or with our fellow humans is to be closer to hell. Our story, on whatever scale we choose to tell it, of joy and sorrow, of laughter and tears, of love and hatred, of anger and forgiveness, of alienation and reconciliation, of exile and return, becomes part of God's story. So when you leave this Christmas day, wherever you've come from, and wherever you may go, all of you remember this, that God so loved the world that he came into it to show that love by living with us, by living as one of us. As a human, to better understand the creatures that he had made and to better show how completely, utterly, and forever he adores us and cherishes us. The Christmas story is truly a human story in which our story become, became God's story so that God's story may become our story forever. Amen.